Friday night here on 710 ESPN. Yeah, this is the Scott Kaplan Show. Earlier tonight, Keyshawn Johnson was here. You've been hearing Key talk about moving to the mornings and moving to the national show at ESPN. And I wanted to just talk to Keyshawn about why you would do this at this stage of your life and your career. It was a fascinating interview. It's available on our podcast of the radio show, so make sure you're checking that out. And I want to go down to the bubble right now in Orlando where Spiro Didis is standing by. He called earlier tonight the Celtics 102-94 win over Philadelphia. Many of you obviously know Spiro because of his work for CBS's coverage of the NFL. You obviously know Spiro because he was at one time the voice of the Lakers, and now he's calling basketball games for TNT. Spiro Didis on the Scott Kaplan Show. Hey, Spiro. Scott, my long-lost brother. Uh, it's good to hear your voice. Good to be back on 710. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, this uh, this whole bubble experience has been uh, has actually not been too bad. I have to say, I was uh, you know a little apprehensive with uh, a lot of my colleagues and friends that I knew would be down here, media people, and some of my friends who work for for some of the teams around the league that are actually here, and uh, and everyone talking to them and kind of taking everyone's temperature, what their experiences have been. I mean, this is I, I have to say before we got here. You know, we had seen the early returns, the games, and the reports. What the league has done here is um, is really like astonishing. Uh, it's, it's it's just no ways about it. You know, the um, the level of planning, the logistics. It was one thing to see it on TV and to watch the games and to to hear the reports and to read about it, but to be here and to see the operation up close. Um, it's just it really is staggering what what Adam Silver and, and the front office has done. Spiro, you say that you know you may have been apprehensive at the beginning. I'm curious, were you apprehensive because of your you know thoughts or fears on COVID, or were you thinking like, do I really want to leave Southern California? Do I want to leave my life, my family life, et cetera? Do I want to go bubble and buckle down and be, and I'm using this, my, this is my word, imprisoned um, inside of here? I can't do anything. I have to just go down there and broadcast games. And I'm just curious, what was your apprehension? No, God, no. I mean, I, I was always going to come. If, if they asked me to come, if Turner wanted me to be here, there was no, no chance I was going to turn it down. When I, when I say apprehensive, I, I just mean I, I had doubts that the league could pull this off. Um, a, that they can set it up in time, and B, that they can get through this without some kind of, a, of an outbreak, you know, inside the bubble. Um, until you see what it looks like and until you can see that it's actually working, I mean, who could have possibly predicted that that day this was possible and and that they can pull it off? And uh, and so far, so good. I mean, you know, it, the level of organization uh, is incredible. You know, we I got here last Saturday. I, I literally walked into the hotel, um, checked into the hotel, went up to my room, had to quarantine for the first 24 hours. Uh, woke up the next day, was tested, waited another 24 hours for the test results to come back. Um, you couldn't leave your room for that initial quarantine period. And then once you're cleared, you know, every time you walk out of your room, you're wearing a mask. Uh, everyone has their badge. You're tested every Tuesday and Friday at our hotel here where all the, the Turner and ESPN people are staying. Um, you know, we're not allowed to leave the, the hotel grounds unless we're going on the shuttle bus that takes us to the arena, then right back to the hotel. So, you know, it's just a really well-planned. I mean, they haven't forgotten any step. Um, 
you know, the amount of money that they've spent, the resources, it's just, it really is staggering what they've done. And, um, you know, the, the game's looking sound great on TV. It, it's, it's incredible to, to kind of be behind the curtain and to see what it, what it, see, what it looks and feels like on this side. And, uh, and so far, so good. I mean, I just hope that it continues and, and that they can pull this thing off. All right, we're talking to Spiro Ditas, the one-time Lakers voice who is working for TNT. He's in the bubble in Orlando. He's on the air with us live. It's actually past midnight on the East Coast. But Spiro, I figured you'd call this Boston-Philly game earlier, so I thought it would take you some time to come down. So I thought I'd still catch up to you. I'm, I'm curious, um, are you able to keep up with all of the action down there? Are you keeping up with what happened with the Lakers in Game 2 by chance? Oh, of course. I'm always watching the Lakers. You know, I'm I'm a fan as much as I am uh, a play-by-play person. You know, um, uh, if you're not working, calling games, we're all watching the games. Um, you know, all the other play-by-play guys and analysts will gather down together. We'll watch the games as we're prepping for our own. Uh, tomorrow we have Milwaukee and uh, or and. Um, uh, Milwaukee and uh, the Orlando Magic. So after that game, you know, we'll we'll come back to the hotel and a bunch of the guys will be down watching uh, the other games that are going on. So, you know, we're all fans as much as we are, you know, working members of the media. So this is this is like being a kid in a candy store, man. It's like uh, it kind of feels like the NCAA tournament, to be honest with you. You know, there's games going on all day. Um, it's just kind of wall-to-wall hoops right now. It's just crazy. I think we're all still getting our heads around the fact that it's August and you know we're we're in the midst of the NBA postseason. It's just you know it's kind of a once in a lifetime experience. You know who knows if this will ever happen again. Hopefully right. it doesn't. Obviously right. with, with what's going on in the world, but uh, I think everyone's really embraced this. They're they're enjoying the moment. They you know everyone knows that that we're kind of a part of something that that is unique and historic in a lot of ways. And uh, and we're all just trying to to enjoy it. To be honest with you, Spiro, um, give me your analysis then of what you've seen out of the Lakers. You know, game one, there's really nobody else other than LeBron and AD. Kuzma scored, but there really nobody could hit a shot. They couldn't drop threes. Uh, and, and they, you know, even when they were down big early in the first half, 16 points, they clawed their way back only to have ultimately Portland pull away late. Then they come out in game two and Anthony Davis is a beast in the paint. LeBron only has to score 10 points. Other guys like KCP, who was 0 for the night in Game 1, stepped up and made some shots. So I'm just curious. I mean, Give me your Laker analysis based on these first two games. Well, a couple of things. One, Portland, uh, by all accounts, is not your typical first-round opponent. Not when you're the one seed, a team like the Lakers that are you know, certainly a favorite to win the whole thing. Uh, that's number one under normal circumstances. Uh, once you understand kind of what this is, I think the the easiest thing to do, and, and I think it's important to do, is I think you have to kind of detach from the the first part of the season. Once the league stopped in March, uh, that was kind of the end of of the typical regular season, the typical nineteen twenty season. What we're experiencing right now, I think, is something different. It's a, it's a different season in a lot of ways. You know, I know it's a continuation of, of the regular 1920 season, but this is something completely different. I mean, the circumstances have changed. Um, playing these games on neutral sites makes things completely different. Um, and I think you have to really take that into account. You know, this 
it's really hard to explain, Scott, what the games feel like. You know, they look and sound great on TV. You know, they've piped in the crowd noise. Um, you know, they've made it feel like the home team has the PA announcer and they're playing the music that the Lakers would play at that Staples Center. And it, it, it's, you know, it sounds good on TV. But let me tell you, being in the arena, it is so sterile and so quiet. Um, it, it's unbelievable how different it feels once you're inside the building. You know, because I watched the, the seating round, I watched a bunch of games before I got here, and I just couldn't believe how, how you know real the game sounded on TV. Once you're here, it's completely different. You know, uh, tonight, for instance, we're we're in the arena literally five minutes before the game starts. You know, you're talking about game three of a first round series between two rivals. You know, Philadelphia and Boston. If this game was in Philly tonight, the crowd would be going nuts for a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, you could hear a pin drop before these guys came out. Then they come out, and you still don't hear anything. You know, it's, it's, it's dead quiet. So I think to see the level of play that we've seen, considering, you know, how little energy there is in these arenas is, is a testament to the players. And, um, and I just think everything is kind of out of whack. You know, it's, just, it's an even playing field. So, you know, for the Lakers, obviously they're missing key guys. We know about Avery Bradley and, and Rondo having been out, and I think it's it's evidence that those guys were probably a bigger part of this team than maybe Laker fans wanted to let on. Now it's just going to come down to to execution, to concentration, and, and which of these teams can make the plays to win. You know, there, there's no home court advantage. Um, you look at a team like Milwaukee, you know, such a strong home court team. Now that's gone. You know, so you work an entire regular season basically through the the middle part of March to earn that distinction of of having a home court in a playoff. Now that that doesn't mean anything. You know, home court is is literally meaningless at this point. So this is to me, it's kind of unique. I mean, the the playing level has been completely evened, and now it's going to come down to is your team better than mine? And let's see, you know, who truly is the best team. No advantages, no distractions. There's no travel. Um, and let's just kind of get it on and see what happens. All right, Spiro Ditas is in the bubble in Orlando. He called Philadelphia and Boston tonight, and so it is past midnight on the East Coast, and Spiro is up late with us. So breaking story or so it seems tonight, Spiro, I'm not sure if you've watched this or not, but there's a play in this game between the Clippers and the Mavericks where Kawhi Leonard is driving to the basket and his knee sort of hits Luka's like lower leg and his whole ankle twists and then he winds up hopping up the ramp to the locker room and then he comes limping back from the locker room and his leg is all taped up and he comes back into the game and he tries to give it a go but he can't do it and he leaves the game and he's sitting on the bench and his head is in his lap and he's, you know, winds up taking off his shoes and he just looks like hurt, not like, hey, I'm hurt and I'm going to miss the rest of this game. Like, I'm hurt. I may not play anymore. I'm not sure yeah, if you're seeing all this, but this is a this is a big story right now for the Clippers because, I mean, Dallas will be without their best player. Yeah, you know, it's such a shame. I was watching it here in the room and uh, it's just kind of tragic if he's unable to come back because... You know, granted, the Clippers won tonight, but after the first two games of the series, it really felt like Dallas had uh, had found something, you know, that their confidence was up, that they really felt like they can compete with the Clippers in a seven-game series. Obviously, if Luka is hurt and he can't play, everything changes. And even if he can play and he's not 100%, uh, that's a huge factor in the series. Uh, you know, I think, look, going in, everyone expected the Clippers were going to win. It was just a matter of can Dallas maybe take a game or two off of them? Um, 
you know, if you're a Laker fan, certainly you're hoping that, that the Clippers at least are extended in the series, and we'll just have to wait and see. You know, Luka is – he is um, – I mean, what can you say about the guy? I don't, I don't think – the scary thing about Luka Doncic at this point, I don't think anyone really understands what his ceiling is at this point. Um, he's a transcendent player. Um, you know, he's he's just different. You know, he's this kind of new age uh, point guard that's come over from the international game. Um, I just think he's the the sum of, of a lot of different parts. Um, and, and he's kind of changed that franchise. He's changed the game, the way that position is viewed. And he's just a lot of fun to watch, and uh, he's going to have a long career. I think Dallas is going to be very careful with how they handle him. If they think that that ankle is is going to leave him vulnerable to an injury that maybe could uh, put him in harm's way for for the start of the next season, they're they're just going to shut him down. And I think that's the smart play because you know let's not forget. And granted, we don't know when next season is going to start, but if it does start in December. You're not talking about a lot of time for recovery if it's a substantial injury. So uh, we all hope he's okay, just as fans of the NBA, and uh, and hopefully he's uh, he's going to be able to come back in the series. All right, Spiro, before you go, I see all these NBA players in the bubble doing all kinds of fun things that they could do when they weren't involved in like intense playoff games. Golfing, fishing, manicures, uh, cornrows. I mean, if, if you needed your hair done, they did it. If you needed your nails done, they did it. You wanted a massage, apparently they had it for you um i'm curious do the announcers go fishing play golf go ride space mountain i don't know do you do anything fun while you're in the bubble <laughs> well you know we're, we're staying at, at a different hotel that's a few miles away from where the players are so unfortunately all we have here is golf uh i'm not a golfer um I think maybe it's my Greek upbringing, but Greeks and golf have never kind of mixed, <laughs> at least uh, from my experience. So that's out for me. Okay, uh, I'm just hanging out by the pool, man. I'm just trying to you know read up and get my work done, and maybe go for a little walk around uh, the hotel grounds. But uh, there's not too much to do here. You know, that's kind of like the little the downside to this. But um, you know, it's uh, it's been great to be here, and, and I'm looking forward to the rest of these games. All right, Spiro, we look forward to watching you on TNT call these games. And uh, great job tonight in this Boston-Philly game. I'm just watching the remaining highlights. They're, they're going through them again right now on TNT. Spiro, great to talk to you. Thanks for staying up late. Appreciate you being on 710, and thanks for being on the show tonight. Scott, good to hear your voice. Congrats on the show, brother. I'm happy Thank for you. you. Thank you very Welcome much, Spiro. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Spiro Ditas. Longtime friend. I've worked with Spiro for a lot of years doing NFL games on CBS. And um, great guy. I mean, one of the all-time great guys in this business. And that was an awesome conversation. Appreciate that, Spiro. Hey, look, it is Friday night. We're pulling into the weekend. If you are a fan who wants to get on the air on a Lakers Reaction Friday, here's the phone number, 877-710-ESPN, 877-3776. We've been talking about the Lakers tonight. We've been watching this Clippers game. Clippers were victorious. Dallas is looking like they may not have Luka, possibly for the remainder of this playoff series. The Clippers take a 2-1 lead. We'll update you on what's going on in the Dodgers game coming up. Stick around for that. So, listen, we've had a lot going on tonight, but if you want to react, go for it. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Don't go anywhere. More to come. Stick around on a Friday night. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Friday night, it's the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. 
I got my hands up over my head like I'm dancing right now. And I'm told a lot of times that having your hands over your head is a bad dance move. That it makes me look very middle-aged white guy. So I'm trying to now bring my hands underneath my head. Now I got my elbows bent, my fists clenched, and I'm kind of up and down and right here. Up and down, up and down. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then if I put my hands over my head, uh, 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 uh. But I'm told hands overhead, bad luck for a guy like me. Mm. Interesting, because, I mean, I'm just hearing, uh, 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 and I'm just like, what's what's going on? Because yeah, another visual. You know what I think we might want to do with this show? I think we might want to live stream the video, especially on Friday nights. You guys are rocking really good. The music's great. We're going into the weekend. It makes you feel like life pre-COVID, like it's Friday night. What are we going to do? Let's meet. You know, okay. what, you know what I feel like this, this this show can be? It's that, you know, when you were in high school, uh, you're at sixth period. It's that last class of the day. And then you, if you're paired with the right teacher, sixth period always fun. I remember my senior year of high school, I was paired with the best teacher we had and he was a humongous Laker fan, and whenever the Lakers won, he didn't give out homework. And ironically enough, my senior year was the year where they broke the record for franchise wins, so I got a little homework that year. But that's why I feel like this this is that sixth period. This is that last thing you do before your weekend gets started. Yeah. That's well, what I feel like this show is. Anybody got anything going on? Like, is there anything to do? Like, everybody's like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I guess we're still kind of like kind of quarantined but like not really really because no, like i go to the beach are open dude i go to the beach man i'm telling you right now i go to the beach and there are people everywhere oh i was over in carl's band uh last weekend at uh that lagoon they have out there near legoland and uh, i gotta tell you that was was packed i didn't see a whole lot of social distancing there but i no. kept my distance i had my mask on hand sanitized and everything but you know there's definitely if you, some of these places you definitely have a sense of like oh no we're, the quarantine's over or it never even happened. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm gonna tell you that um, I'm. I'm out and about, but I'm freaked out by how everybody else is out and about. And I'm out and about thinking, well, no one's gonna be out, so I'm gonna be out. And then I get out, and everybody's out. And then I'm yeah. freaked out because everybody's out. That, and I'm that, like, what are all? What are all you people doing? That's pretty much sums up every time I have to go to Costco. That's how I feel. I'm like, all right, I have to go to Costco. It's time to stock up on everything. But eh, I try to go in the morning every time, like when they right when they open, not going to be too many people. And I go and I show up and I'm just annoyed by how many people there are and how many people are just stopped in the middle of the lane looking at their phones. Come on, pull over to the side. You're blocking the lane. And I don't want to <laughs> be next to the person that doesn't have their mask. Move aside, people. You got to have the mask. I mean, honestly, like they're not letting you in anywhere without the mask. I'm the only idiot that pulled into a grocery store just the other day. No mask the entire time on the phone. We talked about that on Wednesday night. You know, next week, we're going to have a hard time getting ourselves onto the air. You got the Laker game tomorrow, which is at 530. The pregame comes on at 330 here on 710. Then on Monday night, the Lakers and the Blazers will play game four. Then Tuesday night will be Laker talk, which is going to knock us off the air. And then Wednesday night is going to be game five. I'm just trying to do this off the top of my head. Correct. I mean, we may not get on the air next week until like Thursday. We are. So I'm looking at, at our calendar behind the scenes here. And as of right now, we are not going to be on the air until Thursday. Let me tell you what I'm going to do next week when we're not on the air all these nights. Well, first of all, Monday night. I'm going to be a virtual fan. Have you seen all of these games and you see these virtual fans and you think to yourself, how did that person get to be watching the game 
and somehow be part of the whole production. How did that person get that? And my answer is, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. But I will tell you this. When you work for ESPN, you get some perks. I mean, that's kind of part of the beauty of working for ESPN. And so I get an email from somebody at ESPN that says, hey, would you like to be a virtual fan during the Laker game on Monday night? And I'm thinking, I've been wondering how everybody gets to be a virtual fan. I saw Lil Wayne the other night. I'm so excited you're doing that because I've been wondering the same exact thing. I want to know how they do it. So now we're going to find out. Same deal. So the other night I see Lil Wayne. And they're like, hey, check it out. There he is. There's Lil Wayne. And like Lil Wayne can see that he's on TV. And then he starts kind of being like, yo, 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 what up? And then they had and he on- takes a hit on the side and forgets to blow out the smoke when he's not on screen. I'm not sure that happened, but, but oh, it that, did. I saw the video. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so so then they had Jalen Rose. Hey, Jalen Rose, and like, hey, there's ESPN NBA analyst and host of this show, that show. There's Jalen Rose, and he's sitting there, and they're showing off his face. So on Monday night, Steve Mason from Mason and Ireland, George Sedano from Sedano and LZ, and myself, the three of us are all going to be virtual fans. So I was told. You have to sit in front of your computer the entire game. For me, that's no problem. I got the computer sitting on my desk pointing right at me. I got the TV over here to my left. I got another laptop in front of me. I got more technology and like electricity just giving me whatever radiation it probably is giving off. It's probably why I'm sweating like a freaking pig other than it's 450 degrees outside right now. Today. Yeah. So I'm going to be a virtual fan on Monday night. And then if it's Laker talk on Tuesday and a Laker game on Wednesday, Jesse, let me explain something to you, pal. You got to put a deposit in the bank if you are involved with a lady. Like my girlfriend is sending me pictures right now and she's saying, hey, it's Friday night and you decided to go to work for ESPN in L.A. Me and my friends were out having a dinner outdoors, social distance, mask, the whole thing. And I'm and she's sending pictures of her and her girlfriends and I'm going, Wait a second. This is a bad idea. Friday night. This is, this is a real bad idea. But then you see next week, we're not going to get on the air till Thursday. So you got to put a deposit in the bank, Jesse. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Oh, I understand completely. All right. Good. Good man. All right. It's a Lakers reaction Friday night after the Lakers win after being down in game one. And you're like, oh, my God, they look terrible. Nobody can hit a shot. This is terrible. LeBron, please score. Game two, they come back, and you're like, oh, my God, they look great. LeBron barely had to score. Oh, my God, KCP knocked down a shot. This is great. Hey, J.R. Smith came off the bench. That was nice to see. Okay, great. Never going to lose another game. In fact, we're going to close our poll question of the night coming up in just a couple of minutes, and you've still got a minute or two to get in. Go onto my Twitter, at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, and click on the link, get involved in the question, get involved in the debate. The question tonight was more of a statement. Charles Barkley said the Lakers were going to get swept. I'm telling you, they're not going to lose another game. So people are getting in on that. We'll have a winner coming up. You'll win MLB The Show 20. Let me go to the phones. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I know I said that really fast. 877-710-3776. I'm looking for good callers, people with interesting names from interesting places with good, strong opinions. Here goes a try. This is Romick in Glendale. Good evening, Romick. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys? What's cooking, man? Not much, you know, just enjoying the Friday night. And you guys? All right. All right, man. You got big plans this weekend? You doing anything? You going out of your house? 
No, nothing special. Just hanging out, watching these uh, playoff games. You know, can't I can't ask for anything better? It's basketball all day. If you're a basketball fan, which I am, so. Yeah, it's great, right? I mean, you got basketball going on right now when when you would normally only have baseball. The Dodgers won tonight 5-1. Walker Bueller got his first win of the season. And so, you know, you got baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, and NFL training camps. All of your favorite sports, all five major sports leagues, all happening in late August in the most bizarre year of our lives, 2020. Romick, what's on your mind tonight, dog? Yeah, so what I was talking about is, look, we know that the NBA right now is an offensive league, correct, right? Right. But no one talks about when we came back to the bubble that Lakers are the top two top defensive teams in the league, you know? And also what I've been realizing is the refs aren't calling the same fouls as they did during the season as they are in the playoffs. Like those little flop fouls that you just drive in the lane, you bump into someone, throw the ball in there. They're not calling those little fouls. So when people try to drive in our lane, when we have big monsters in there with AD, is it, or with McGee, or Dwight Howard comes in, Kuzma's pretty big too. So no one talks about uh, the defensive part because it, it is a offensive league. But what do we always say? Defense does with championships. And we've seen him adjust. LeBron is playing great defense. And he's not even trying. I feel like he's not even trying on offense right now. Not yet. I mean, 10 points last night. He's smart. You know, we've seen LeBron play over the years. You know, one thing about him, he's a very smart gentleman. So I feel like he's still holding on to his offensive explosion. He's trying to get AD involved, bring up his confidence for the next round. You know, as good as Portland Trailblazers are, you know, Dame Litter just what dislocated his finger. I think we're gonna just there's um, we're gonna win the next three games and just you know, gonna be games. I mean, it's gonna be that's what I think. That's what all right. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I said it earlier. I, I think Charles and thanks for the call, Romic. I like the name, by the way, Romic. See, that's the kind of name that when you call the show, we're gonna go. Oh, cool. Romick from Glendale's on the show. And you see, you got to have a cool name. You got to be from somewhere interesting. You got to have strong opinions. You got to be able to put them together. You need to be concise. These are all things that make a great caller. The art of the phone caller in sports radio is a lost art. We're going to find great phone callers on this show. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. So listen, coming up. I got a lot of other things that are still on my mind that I'd like to talk about tonight that I haven't gotten to because we've been doing so much Laker reaction. I'll tell you one of those things that I'd like to talk about that I haven't gotten to, and that is this whole story with Tom Brenneman, the Fox NFL and Major League Baseball play-by-play guy who got busted on a Reds broadcast saying something, a homophobic slur on the air, and then trying to apologize his way out of it. I would like to get to that story, so stick around. It's Friday night. It's L.A. The lights are lit up. The city's lit up. Wherever you may be, come participate. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Friday night, it's the Scott Kaplan Show here on 710 ESPN. What is this bed of music? Let me hear this. Go. Let, let it play a little, Curtis. I know every Latino out there is uh, dancing right now. They pulled over to the side and they just started dancing around their car. What do you got here, J-Lo? So this is Mana, Oye Mi Amor. Every Latino in the world knows this song. I was singing this before we got into. This is the song that you hear at every quinceanera, every family party for Latinos at least. At one point or another, 
when the enough tequila has been drinking, when all the Coronas have been down, this song pops on and everyone pops and they just start dancing wherever they are. So this is like a really popular song at a quinceanera? Oh, a, a popular song in La- with Latino families in general, not just uh, quinceaneras. This is like this, the- there's probably a taquero really close to you somewhere. <laughs> this is like the, the, the Hava Nagila for the Hispanic hermanos. You know what I'm saying? For the Hebrew brothers, we, <laughs> we, we hear Hava Nagila, dude. We jump up. We start dancing. We grab arms. We throw somebody up on a chair. I mean, that's the way the Hebrews get down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. It's the same for us. Only we just start dancing, whatever we go. We start mumbling in Spanish. And just, you know, spilling your your drink everywhere. Not caring about the <laughs> world. Chris said this is his drunk song. This is when... Uh, my, he- that is my drunk band. My mom used to play this when I was little. Uh, but yeah, I, I always get down with these guys when I'm a little bit inebriated, for sure. <laughs> so he said that, and that kind of brought... I have an interesting question for you, Scott. Mm-hmm. What's your drunk song? What's What's that song... That when your friends or your family, when they hear it, they're like, oh, no, Scott's got Scott's too turnt. Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. That's a really good question. Because I can't uh, I, you know, I can't even think when I have a band that I can, you know, if anything, if I'm inebriated and in Arctic Monkeys, any song from the Arctic Monkeys comes on, I'm popping. You are, huh? Oh, yeah. I love the Arctic Monkeys. They're one of my favorite bands. See, I don't know the Arctic Monkeys. You're going to have to you have oh, to educate well, me. You know what? You know what we should do one of these days? When you know when we have a show, is we should dedicate since there's three people on here, we should each have uh, artists. We just you know that hour we're gonna play that specific artist. We're gonna okay. we need to educate people. That's what we should do. Well, I think we wind up schooling each other. You two guys are both 29 years old. All right. Um, I know I tell everybody on the radio that I'm only 30 when in actuality, reality is I got four kids and I'm 50. Oh, okay? it's okay. My brother's the same thing. My brother's been 24 for the last. 10 years yeah i mean that's just that's just the way it goes you know you 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 feel a certain way but you have a certain number of años already you, you know associated with your age you know what i'm saying so look for me i'll have to learn about who are the who are the monkeys what'd you say the name the of the arctic band is? monkeys the arctic monkeys yeah they're banned from uh london charlie o london Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, listen, we'll do it. Hey, the Angels right now, bottom of the eighth, two outs, down 5-3 to the Oakland A's. So the, the, the Angels right now trailing by two in the bottom of the eighth. The Dodgers were winners tonight. They beat the Rockies 5-1. to one. The Dodgers become the first team in this 60-game season to win 20 games. So the Dodgers victorious tonight. And off the top of my head, that's got to be 7 of 9 or 8 of 9, something like that. The Dodgers, the first team in Major League Baseball to make it to 20 wins. The Clippers winners tonight, 130 to 122 over the Mavericks. The story of the game is when Kawhi Leonard is driving to the basket and he hits Luka Doncic in the, in the leg. He spins his ankle. He winds up hobbling with one leg up the ramp and out to the locker room. He, he limps back from the locker room, leg all taped, goes back in the game, gives it a try, doesn't last very long in the beginning parts of the fourth quarter, comes out, Looks like he could be lost for the, the remainder of the series. I'm just playing like wannabe doctor watching on TV, but I'm just telling you it looked really bad. So you have a bit of an update as to things that have been going on in live sports tonight. You know, one thing I, I would like to talk about this evening is as much as Kirk Morrison was on earlier today and Kirk was talking about going to SoFi Stadium tomorrow night because as the pre-half and post-game host or analyst, 
Kirk Morrison has access tomorrow night to see the Rams and their one of their dress rehearsals at SoFi Stadium. So it's gotten to that point now where, you know, five, six years ago, there was so much talk about who was going to be the NFL team or teams of L.A. And I've told this story before, but years ago, I'm down in Dallas for a Thanksgiving game and I'm doing the, the game broadcast. And I walked to Jerry Jones before the game. And Jerry's one of these guys that when you get to know him just a little bit, and he sees you, he'll say, okay, I'll carve off about two or three minutes for you. And it's pregame of Thanksgiving. And I'm telling you, the sidelines are just jam-packed and there's tons of, tons of celebrities. In fact, the whole L.A. Clipper team was at this particular game because they had been playing the Mavericks. And I was talking to Jerry Jones before this game, and I'm totally name-dropping. And this story probably sounds unbelievable, but I swear to God it's true. And, and Jerry says to me, because I'm saying, Jerry, how, who's going to wind up getting in L.A.? And he said, Scott, the NFL wants a guy like Stan Kroenke to have LA. If Stan Kroenke were not an NFL owner, we'd be recruiting him to be an NFL owner. He's rich. He's got resources. He's married to the right people. He's got roots in the right communities. We want Stan Kroenke to get LA. And obviously that has all happened. And now it all comes to fruition as the stadium will kick off this season in the most bizarre of years because no one will go in it. I bring all of this up because the same thing is going on in Las Vegas right now. Today, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, welcomed everyone into the new Allegiant Stadium, which is a $2 billion stadium in Las Vegas that was built by the state of Nevada and the Bank of America. And all Mark Davis did was outsmart everybody because, believe it or not, even with that goofy-ass haircut of his, he literally outsmarted everybody. He got Bank of America and the state of Nevada to bring him a take his football team and move it from Oakland to Vegas from that crap hole that was the Coliseum in Oakland to this brand new palace in Las Vegas. And everybody else paid for it other than Mark Davis. He's like, I've got the team. You guys build the stadium. Let's put peanut butter and chocolate together. We've got ourselves a Reese's peanut butter cup. We've got ourselves a marriage between Las Vegas and the Raiders. So it's so interesting that all these years later, all of the debates about the Raiders and the Chargers possibly teaming up in Carson and then the Raiders deciding on Vegas and getting their stadium built for them and the Chargers hopping on the bandwagon and having their stadium built for them because really they're in the Rams stadium. But all of these these two brand new super stadiums are all just about to open and all of that drama uh, is years in the past as now we're getting ready to open these things up. Really, really amazing that they're they're opening these new stadiums together. I wish Hard Knocks would have been about the Rams and their new stadium and the Raiders and their new stadium, but they decided to put, put the JV team in as well. Okay. Before me, you move on, Scott, real quick, yes. did you actually see that uh, the Raiders sent out uh, season ticket holders like a box with all their tickets? And it's uh, my friend sent it to me. Um, you know, you talk about the new stadium, the Alliance Stadium over in Las Vegas. I'm looking at a video uh, someone posted up from Bleacher Report of someone opening their box. And it looks like it's a, a golden slit or like a packet of tickets with all the tickets to the game. And it's like in a big, like fancy box that you open. There's something inside. You pull it. You see the football field. And it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I know I saw uh, XFL give some cool boxes. Uh, I know the Rams have some gives cool boxes, although I haven't seen any pictures of that. But you talking about that uh, kind of reminded me of this. I wonder um, if those tickets are dated for 2021. 
So let me I'll, let me take a quick look at the video. Because honestly, like the, the Raiders sending out the season tickets to the season ticket holders is like teasing everybody. Oh, definitely. You know, like we were really stoked to get into this new stadium and see this Raiders team play, and now you're sending me my season tickets. Yep, I'm looking at them right now. In. That has the the date, so you know, like November, December, and it's all says 2020. Some of the times say TBD, but they all say 2020. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that you know it's 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 similar to what uh happened to MLB earlier uh, when all this COVID happened, when they started like postponing games, but they weren't issuing uh, refunds because the games weren't technically canceled. They were postponed, but even though everyone knew there wasn't going to be really any fans. So this is kind of similar. I think the NFL is going to go the same way and just kind of like, oh, we're, we're not canceling games. We're postponing them. And it's not until they actually say, you know, we're going to outright cancel these games that, you know, they're just going to go on with business as business as usual. Well, Wednesday night Kevin Demoff the chief operating officer of the Rams was on the show and he was saying look we're, we don't know what the next couple of months will be we're not saying that we won't have any fans in the stadium at all during the year but we'll have to wait and see how it goes you look at the Kansas City Chiefs the world champions they're talking about putting 16,000 people into Arrowhead rather than the normal 72,000 for me I wouldn't want to be one of 16,000 I'd rather sit at home and watch because to me 16,000 in a 74,000 seat stadium is like a quiet little still empty high people. school football game. Yeah. It sounds terrible. I mean, really you, can, you can still be spread out, but even then, it's it's. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know what? But I think if if I got invited to either SoFi or you know the stadium in Las Vegas, I think I might be willing to risk that. But you know, let me tell you something. When the when the Rams kick off against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, if the Rams said you can come into the stadium. Uh, I'd go. And if the Rams said we're opening it up because the mayor says it's fine to do and the governor says it's fine to do and there were 70,000 people in that stadium, to be in that stadium for the first game for the Rams and the Cowboys would be amazing. A couple years ago, the Rams were hosting the Cowboys. I think it was the divisional round of the playoffs at the Coliseum. I was doing that broadcast of that game. Let me tell you something. It was magical. I mean, I've been to some other Rams games where it was the Rams and the Bills and it was a Sunday afternoon. It was kind of cool, but a Saturday night in downtown L.A. with the skyline of the city and the Hollywood sign and the legendary Coliseum and there's America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. It was absolutely electric. So if you told me on a Sunday night I could see the Rams and the Cowboys in the opener at SoFi, I'd go. I'd take my chances. You, uh, you were with a lot of people because like the way you set that up, I'm convinced. Hey Rams, what's up? Invite the Scott Captain Show to uh, <laughs> yeah. to SoFi Stadium opening night. We'll, yeah, we'll hey, be there. I, listen, I'd come up tomorrow night if I could get in for that scrimmage tomorrow night. I'd do that. Oh, there you All go. Right. You know what? Bro, Bron, Adam Bronson is going to be there. We should hit him up. See if he can see, see if he can sneak us in or something. Seriously, I would do that. All right, stick around. Don't go anywhere because the last story of the week that I'd like to talk about before we get out of here and before we set up Lakers basketball on Saturday and then on Monday. The story of Tom Brenneman. How could you be an experienced, professional, network-caliber broadcaster and not know that you don't say certain things when wearing a microphone at the very least? Let me get to that story to wrap things up next. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Friday night on 710 ESPN, this is the Scott Kaplan Show. This is our debut week. But it's the Lakers, and it's the bubble, and it's the playoffs, and the Lakers are on the radio station tomorrow, 5.30 is tip, 3.30 is pregame, 
Monday, the Lakers come back to play game four, which puts Laker talk on Tuesday night. Then the Lakers will play on Wednesday, game five, which puts us back on the air next Thursday. So listen, while the Lakers are still playing, we're going to be kind of hit and miss. But then as soon as the Lakers season is over, and I know for all you Laker fans, you're hoping that's with a championship, especially this year, 2020, this crazy year, the year that got started with Kobe's tragic death. I know you want this championship so badly this year. I know LeBron wants it for that reason this year as well. We needs it. We don't want it. We need it right, with right. the There's capital a, S. Right. Need versus want. I'm with you on that, Jesse. So um, we'll be on next Thursday, but then as soon as the Lakers, you know, when the season is truly over and we move into Rams football season, I suspect we will be on pretty much every night, Tuesday through Friday night. So we'll look forward to uh, the Lakers trying to put the finishing touches on this thing and the Rams kicking off the season. And I mentioned the Dodgers, the first team to 20 wins so far. So there's a lot of exciting stuff that's happening tonight. Just by way of example, tonight, the Clippers beat the Mavericks, but already the story that is making news is that Luka Doncic had to leave the game. They're calling it a sprained left ankle. They're talking about an MRI. I'm just telling you right now, watching what I saw on TV, uh, Doncic looked like he was hurt way beyond just, I got to sit out the rest of this game. He looked like, I may not make it back. So we're keeping our eyes on that. I'm telling you this right now, making this prediction before tomorrow, Jesse and Curtis, because we're going to get out of here tonight, but I'm going to make this prediction. Charles Barkley said the Lakers would be swept. Since he's been proven wrong, I've watched James Worthy on Spectrum take a broom with Charles Barkley's head and throw it across the studio. I've seen Shaquille O'Neal step up and say, Laker Nation, I've got your back by snapping a bunch of brooms over his knee. I'm telling you this, that tonight on Friday night with the Lakers tied at one apiece, I'll go out and make my first prediction, which is the Lakers will sweep from here. In other words, they tied it at one. They'll win it for one. They'll wrap it up in five. They've got this thing figured out now. In two games, yeah, in two games, figured out. And I think the Lakers will win this thing 4-1. And by the time we get back on the air on Thursday, I may look really smart or I may look really dumb. We'll find out. We will find out. Jesse, big plans this weekend, pal? Uh, somewhat. I have a lot of uh, video gaming in store. And then I'm actually going to go visit my brother and see my goddaughter on Sunday. Really, a lot of video gaming. What games are you going to be playing? So I have a uh, date with my friends tonight in my uh, Madden League, and then if uh, we decide to go ahead and finish the rest of our season there, I'll be playing Madden up and through most of the night. If not, we will hop on uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Okay, so you're playing Madden. Am I seeing all the Laker players are also in a big Madden tournament down in the bubble? They are in a humongous Madden tournament. A lot of them, of you know, a lot of Lakers players uh, went into it, but now it's down to six: Quinn Cook, LeBron James, Jared Dudley, Dion Waiters, Keith Morris, and AD are in the hunt. So you know, by the time the next time we play, we're gonna hear that the Lakers probably have a uh, Super Bowl Madden champion inside the bubble. I love Jared Dudley because Dudley's Jared great. Dudley at this state of his career, at this, you know, this late stage of his career, 
he looks like a guy in uniform that's wearing a basketball uniform for a Halloween costume. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. like he's just he's in his late thirties. He's a little bit chunky. He got that ridiculous white sweatband on. He looks like somebody who's rocking a Laker uniform. He reminds me for of a that Halloween old guy you play at the park with. That's all he does is shoot. Just stands out there. And he shows up in his headband. Just give me the ball, and he just shoots. Huh? Yep. All right. Hey, Curtis, what do you got, man? You got plans this weekend? Oh, I'm here. Uh, got LAFC tomorrow, so that that'll be pretty fun. I'm glad to uh, be a, be a part of the start of that season. So that'll be pretty fun. A uh, pretty fun game. You can hear it on our app. All right. So you'll be working this weekend. Pretty much. Uh, I don't. Uh, my my weekends are like Mondays and Tuesdays. So I still got a little bit of ways to go. All right. I got you. All right. Hey, listen. For Curtis Poindexter. For Jesse Lopez, for the entire crew here at 710, what a way to end the week. You know, we started out with the new Keyshawn show, and then Greeny and Max, and now Mason and Ireland are back to middays, and George and LZ are an afternoon drive, and now we've got this new show at night. For everybody here at ESPN at 710 in Los Angeles, have a great weekend. We'll be watching the Lakers and listening to the Lakers tomorrow, and we will see you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Until then, this is Scott Kaplan on the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Peace.